The views expressed on this Turnbuckle Tabloid live stream or Turnbuckle Tabloid podcast episode do not reflect the views, thoughts, or opinions of the RageWorks brand, including the RageWorks podcast network, RageWorks content partners, advertisers, and affiliates. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Yo, this is Calvin Tankman, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Tabloid. Turnbuckle Tabloid. Three, two, one. Another week of fantasy football and another week of me in the middle of a nail-biting fucking game. Thank you, COVID, for fucking up my whole lineup. This COVID protocol, this COVID thing, period, is just ridiculous. Numbers are going up everywhere. Sports are getting affected by it. Everything's getting hit by this shit. Saturday Night Live had to do a a, uh, audience-free uh, a show all oh, the horror and it's like I, I i just take it as you know it's just the nature of the beast this covid is not going to be the new flu honestly this is what i pretty much is gonna be covid is just gonna be the new flu get vaccinated you don't want to get vaccinated fuck it do what you want don't give a shit i stopped caring i did what i did i got my fucking vaccine i'm fine whatever i'm good I went to events. I probably fucking had it anyway. Never got any any symptoms. Family, my household's vaccinated. They not again. They never got any symptoms. Nothing. So we're good. Everybody else is whatever. It's just fucking ridiculous. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of going to events, shout out to uh, uh, Outlaw Wrestling. We went to Outlaw uh, this past week. This week, uh. Fun show, very fun show. They had uh, uh, the Ascension was there. Uh, Rhino faced up with um, Homicide for the Outlaw Championship. Uh, I must tell you, if you're ever in a Queens, Brooklyn borderline area and you want to see a wrestling show and you want to have some really good beer, go to the Queens Brewery and watch Outlaw Wrestling. That place. I don't know what the fuck do they put in their beer, but Lord, I, I can say I was put on my ass. Shout out to brother, uh, brother AJ, who, who, who tagged along with me and we went to go check it out. Um, I know everybody this past week was running to go see Spider-Man. Uh, I'm going to end up watching it on Christmas Eve because, you know, I got to make sure that Super producer Sally can go see it with me, and uh, you know, this week is you know still school and times conflicting and such. So Christmas Eve will be the day. Got my tickets for it. Good to go. I've been been avoiding a lot of spoilers, been dodging it. I'm not really one of those guys that hates spoilers, but when it comes to this and especially Marvel movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to know. I want to. I want to feel the whole feeling. I don't, I, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna most likely cry in this movie. I've, it's not like I've not done it before. Uh, pretty much, almost cried of when um, Tony Stark's died. Pretty much cried at that. 
It was there. It, it was there. Mind you, I think I watched that movie alone. I was like, I was, I, I went to the theater by myself to watch that shit. So, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to, for that, and uh, yeah. So I, I've been able to to dodge the um, spoiler train. Other than that, like this week has just been um, very thought provoking and interesting. Uh, I'll get more in depth. In a second with that, but other than that, welcome everybody to another episode of Turnbuckle Tabloid. I am your host, Mr. Ear to the Mat, the King of Talk Style, and as always, the Cheap Thrill, Jay the Red Santee. Make sure you check us out on all social media outlets. Check us out on the like and group page on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram at Turnbuckle Tab, as well as on Twitter at Turnbuckle Tab. And always check us out on YouTube and on TikTok at Turnbuckle Tab Bloid. <laughs> Turnbuckle Tab Bloid. Also, be sure you download, subscribe, follow us on all the podcasting outlets. You get us at Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you can find podcasts, we're available. I just saw, once again, that uh, I mentioned it last week, that we're on Audacity. So we're pretty much everywhere. No, no, excuse me. We're not on Audacity. Sorry. That's on Samsung. We're on Samsung. Audacity coming soon. But uh, yes, we're on on the Samsung um, podcasting app. I didn't even know they had that shit, but. Yeah, they, they do. Uh, also, be sure you check us out at RageWorksNetwork.com. It's where you get the family and all the uh, podcasts affiliated with RageWorks and the likes. You get Black is the New Black, Toys and Text, uh, Trek Untold, of course, Turnbuckle Tabloid, and much, much more. So make sure you check us out at RageWorksNetwork.com. And always check out the family at RageWorks.net. RageWorks.net has everything that you want under the sun that has to deal with the world in which we are engulfed in. Video games, movies, TV shows, comic books, it's all covered there. Even toys and hobbies. Whatever it is that you guys are into, it's there at RageWorks.net. RageWorks.net, we do it for the culture, baby. Pop culture, that is. Mm. It's a Sunday afternoon. I am... I uh I have to work, so of course I'm sipping on my ginger ale, and uh, it's funny because I, I this week uh the podcast in which I am a faithful follower, a listener, and been riding with them since day one since they started. It's uh quite frankly a Howard Stern podcast. It's um if you guys are Howard Stern fans or dislike Howard Stern, that's a uh, podcast for you guys. You guys gotta check it out. They pretty much break down. Um, the years of Stern and his hypocrisy and what has um, become of the man who was once known as the king of media of all media and um, how it's just uh, went from the highest of the highest to basically the lowest of the lows these days. So I was, uh, I was asked to be on their, on, on their show and on their Patreon episode, which was a, uh, which is a blast. I, I was I was honored to be on this on this podcast. Seeing as though that I'm a stern aficionado and I too have grown disgusted by the show. I was like, sure, I'll get on it. So I was on the, the episode. Check out those guys on their Patreon. Uh check out the quite, quite frankly, QF, uh Howiston Podcast. Uh my episode was there. So uh I was on and as always when I'm doing my recordings and podcasting, when I'm off I like to divulge in some libations. I, I enjoy mm, a six pack or three or four, depending on the evening. So the day of that recording, I was recording Turnbuckle Tabloid. 
And I was, you know, getting nice and saucy, going through the through the motions and stuff. And uh, when it was time to record for them, I was I was I was set. I was good. Uh, I, I I felt that I was entertaining. I felt that I was funny. I I, I knew my shit. I hit my stuff. You know, I hit my marks. And from what I heard, as for um, comments and, and feedback, everything went well. Hell, fucking! Um, I even got quoted on their uh, on their um, on their Facebook group page. So one of the listeners quoted something that I mentioned, which was an honor. I, I made my week to, to to be quoted for something. But apparently, uh, let's just say the slur and the drinking got over a little bit. I was like. I'm sorry. I was already on my third six pack. I was just, I was with it. So he's like, nah, it's all good. Just next time. Like, you know, if you're going to drink, just start drinking when you're recording, not prior to, I'm like, yeah, I know. I was already like, uh, I was already fucking three shoots to the wind, but I'm still professional for um, that part. You know, you know, I've never been that belligerent, like drunk, I may, you know, okay, let me not reset it. I've maybe had my moments to where, especially when I was younger, where I, I was angry and gotten like really fucking in, in the asshole ways. But a lot of that came from heavy, like heavy liquor, hard liquor. These days, I just drink beer and I just chill. I'm chill. I'm telling you, that fucking shit at Queens Brewery, I don't know what the fuck it was. That shit is. Ooh, that shit is lit. I'm telling you, I'm walking home, and I'm just like, oh shit, I'm fucked up. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. So, yeah, shout out to those guys at QS. My apologies. Uh, I'll make sure next time that if I'm gonna drink, I'll do it um, during the podcast. I'll start then. If not, I'll just like you know, I'll hold off and celebrate after. But uh, speaking of opportunities and such, I just want to quickly just go through um, something that was on my mind for the past week, and it's uh, it it ties to uh, what what I was speaking about last week when it came when it came down to you know um, people recognizing you and, and knowing you and even some recognizing you for your. Um, for your talents and what you're able to do and your consistency and such and really not wanting to acknowledge it, which like I said, which is fine. I don't I don't walk around looking for praise and shit. Um just download and stream a podcast and I see the numbers. The numbers is numbers are showing that people are listening to where people are watching it. So I got to thinking about through the almost five years of doing this show, the three hundred plus episodes down, of all promises that were made to the show Myself, Olski, and the crew, and how many of those promises just were left in the air, floating in the air. This is like, you know, this is why I never really take individuals seriously when it comes to what 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 they say out of one side of their mouth and what really happens on the other. You always hear, yo, you're good at what you do. Uh, when, when everything gets situated such, I'm going to put you on. And I'm like, oh, that's great. That's good. That's cool. That's awesome. You know? And 
I never follow up with it. I never ask. I never go because if you really found me to be uh, an asset for your company promotion, uh, podcast, whatever, you would remember me. And you know, I know a lot of times people go, you know, you should maybe do a check in and ask. But I'm like, no, that's fine. Because when, like I, like I was, I don't like bothering people, and I'm not chasing out people. Like I said, if you really appreciated my talent and enjoyed what it is that I do, then by all means, then you know how to reach me. My messages, my emails, my, my phone lines, especially if we, you know, we're that cool. You got my number. You know how to reach me. And this doesn't just go to um, individuals who are on the orbit of, you know, professional wrestling or whatever business such. These are individuals who I broke bread with, People who I, I, I've had over at my house, people who I, I considered close and such. And, you know, even those, I, I, I say, you know what? Like, I get it. I understand. You know, you, you, there, there's, there's always someone better than you. And you're always going to find that person and push you to the side. I get it. I've always I I I've I've grown accustomed to it. That's why when I do the show, like I don't mind, you know, people people sit there and they they um you know they you know ask for paid advertisement, stuff like that, which I would rather get paid for advertisement on a bigger for a bigger company. Like I I mean what is it like balls axe or, or or dollar shave or shit like that. Pay me. Pay me to do that. I'm gonna but like shit that I like and people that I fuck with, I don't mind promoting your stuff. I don't mind promoting your your, your gifts, your talents, your shows. I don't mind doing it. That's because that's for the love. And I've always been that type of person that like it, it goes down to if I'm a supporter, if I'm a fan, you don't have to give me anything for that. I'm good. And this is why I say about a lot of uh, a lot of ads that I run here and not a lot of people that are um that I shout out on the shows because I am I am a listener. I do appreciate your work and I, I am one of those that feel that people who listen to this podcast should partake in your in your in your creativity, in your art, your um your company and your business. And I do it for the love of it. Without asking you know and I'm never one of those to sit there and be like, you know what I did for that motherfucker? I would do that shit. It's not me. It's not my type of. It's not my type of realm. I was at a. Um, I was at an event not too long ago, and I was speaking. I, I I saw something that was that could be fixed at the event. It's, and it's it's a my. I swear it's such a minute thing, but I saw it and I'm like, maybe I should let someone know about this, because not only if it helps the aesthetic, but also it's a safety thing. You know, we don't want anybody to get be injured on some shit. So I spoke I spoke to somebody, one of the high ups about it. And the person turned to me and was like, Motherfuckers always got something to say to critique. And I go, Okay. Once again, I'm only telling you this because not only would it make it look better if this was changed, but it's a safety issue. But take the take 
Take the information I gave you and do what you want. You often find motherfuckers really start feeling themselves. And that's my whole uh, feeling about this. People really start feeling themselves and really start believing their own hype. Early on, when you were early on as a supporter and you were you were you were there for them and you was looking out and doing all this shit. People will listen. They'll, take, they'll pay attention to your critique. They'll pay attention to your, your criticism or even just your opinions about something. Once they start getting bigger than, you know, where, where they started from, they don't want to hear shit. They too big now. They big time you. Oh, I thought I was going to get big time at a, at a, at a um, outlaw. There's a couple of people there that, you know, have, have made some um, strides. In uh, in the past couple of months in the business, and I'm like, oh, you know, big time me. Thankfully and uh, forgivingly, I was wrong. They actually uh, approached, spoke, said that they um, no, they they wouldn't do that and such. And it was it was it was a great conversation because I even told them, okay, I told them straight up. I was like, yeah, I thought you was gonna big time me. <laughs> I don't give a shit. But uh, there are some people out there. There are those out there. Who will who will big time you and who will um try to make you smaller than you are after you did all after you supported and everything. And I've grown accustomed to the fact that that's just the nature of the beast. That is just how business is. And for me, I already know and I've already said numerous times. I know where I came from. I know where I started. And I know, and I'm not only even talking about the podcast. I'm talking about for anything in life. I know what it is. If I fuck with you, I fuck with you. That's from day one to, till you piss me off. <laughs> Basically till you fucking piss me off. But no, if, 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 if I believe in your shit, you believe it. And, and I believe that what you do, what you can do. And you, 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 you hold me to being one of your grandest supporters and you, you're good with 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 our relationship, such business wise. It'll be good, fam. All those broken promises and bullshit, fucking um, uh, 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 dream selling. I'm okay with it because I already knew it was gonna go down that way. You didn't, you didn't fucking trick me. You didn't make me feel bad. I knew what it was because the show still keeps on pushing. Mm, to be honest with you, and a lot of motherfuckers that you had confidence in, that you felt that you were gonna do business with, they either they 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 either blew you off or you fucked them you fucked them over. So thankfully, I wasn't part of that fucking uh that that partnership. So this week, what we got? We have uh, tons of news, man. A lot of news articles going down. We have uh, yeesh. I'm over here. Uh, I, I, I went on my rant and even look at the um the rundown for this week. Oof. Uh, yeah, we have that conversation about the uh, the the incident that happened in Texas where the referee got slashed up. I have to talk about that because man, I I didn't realize who the person was until I read the news article about it, and I go, oh, it's that fucking guy. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, we had a, a passing and wrestling this week. 
Um, we'll get a Jeff Hardy update. Um, not really. You know what? No, not going to scratch that because I already talked about it in the last episode. We're good. Pat McAfee got a blessed deal. We also get much, much more going on the way. Um, big signing for WWE and more signings and much, much more. So guys, uh, Hold on for that, as well as around the square circle. We'll discuss what happened. And, so, and of course, we're going to talk about the big fucking match of the week that everybody's talking about. Yeah. We got it. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We got to touch base on that. We'll talk about that. So, guys, uh, don't get aware. Stick around. We will return and uh, check you guys in a sec. Hi, everyone. This is Glenn Jacobs, also known as Kane. You know, the big red machine. The Big Red Psycho, Devil's Favorite Director of Operations, The Devil's Favorite Son, The Corporate Monster, The Corporate Demon, The Big Red Monster, and The Mayor of Your Town. Unfortunately, this past year we've been dealing with a horrible pandemic, and that pandemic has been COVID, but being the big red machine the big red machine of destruction the big red psycho well you know what it is I've always worn a mask for the most part of my WWE career but for this pandemic Kane has a mask for you but if you're a kind of person who doesn't like to wear a mask because you don't want to feel restricted and you think it's your freedom not to wear a mask? I have the special kind of mask for you. Kane presents the maskless mask. Sound silly? Not at all. The maskless mask is basically two rubber strings that hang from your ears and can confuse people to make it seem as though as you have a mask on. People may say, but you're not wearing a mask. And you'll say, uh-uh, I have these. All you have to do is pull the rubber elastics on your ears and say, see, I have a mask. That's the Gun Jacobs way. That's the Kane way. The maskless mask is for all your preventive needs from COVID and from irony because I wore a mask for the majority of my career, but I'm now telling people not to wear a mask. Well, actually, it's just a way for me to get money in my pocket. But still, don't worry about everything else. It's the Maskless Mask by Kane, the big red demon, the big red hypocrite, the giant guy who ran for a mayoral office and won. Glenn Jacobs, Maskless Mask. If you don't know me by Glenn Jacobs, you'll know me by Kane. The maskless mask comes in an array of colors such as invisible, nude, skin tone, see-through, transparent, and rouge. Order your maskless mask today. Tell them Glenn Jacobs sent you or the devil's favorite son sent you. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> This item is not sold at the WWE shop. This advertisement was brought to you by Turnbuckle Tabloid. 
right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is M2 Inc., and I am on the podcast of Turnbuckle Tabloid. How y'all doing today? It's Wrestling Rundown with Jay Santi. Live from New York, it's Turnbuckle Tabloid. Trying to stay focused here. I have, like I said, fantasy football going on. I got to do the show. Doing very well. Very well. It's playoff time. For you guys who know fantasy football, this is playoff time. And I'm doing well. So I'm trying not to look at football because I'm trying to stay focused on doing the show. But I got to sneak here and there sometimes to see what the scores are looking like. So I'm trying. I'm trying. Once football season kicks up, I go into another fucking realm. My 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 attention goes to separate places. So, uh, this week's uh, uh, wrestling rundown is very um, jam packed. <laughs> we uh, found a lot of shit to talk about this week, and um, well, let's get into it. I and uh, Norm McDonald, uh, the uh, the wrestling weekend update, and uh, our top story. Uh, unfortunately we have to uh, share the news in which Jimmy Rave has passed away at the age of 39, succumbing to his illnesses. And, uh, seems as though that he had, uh, been suffering from MRSA for the past few years. This is what led to his amputations and such. It's sad because not too long ago, maybe not even a month ago, uh, Mick Foley and a few wrestlers put together a, um, fundraiser in which they raised twenty two thousand dollars for his medical expenses and such, and um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that he just passed away. The the one the one the one thing that I really looked at when it came to this, and I swear, when it when it's my time to go, I hope people fucking speak well of me because you know the wrestling universe showed their love appreciation. We spoke to uh. Uh, a couple of wrestlers at the show recently who worked with Rave or who spoke to him and who were friends and they, 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 they spoke nothing but highly of him. But, uh, some jack off was the one who wrote, I guess, his obituary on social media and had to, had to mention the fact that he was dealing, he dealt with his demons and drug abuse and all that. It's like, come on, man. Really? Even, in, even when he's going, when he's out the door, you were still going to bring up this shit. I mean, I, 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 we don't need to talk about it if, if, if it's already been known, honestly. So, uh, once again, uh, Jimmy Rave passes away at the age of 39. 18,000 people calling you an asshole. Scarlett and uh, Karrion Cross were on a live stream or a, a, a podcast. I believe it was, it was a live stream, and they were discussing the possibility of going back to impact and to paraphrase they just pretty much said uh no fuck no seems as though they had a bad breakup when they were departing impact 
Uh, there's discussion. There was talks in which that Cross didn't want to do a certain job, especially dealing with uh, a, a blading situation and such. And uh, yeah, they um they said no, 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 no. It doesn't look like we're going that way. So it'd be interesting to see where they pop up at these days. Very interesting. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Young Bucks pretty much want to take credit for everything. In a recent article, they were discussing that uh, they want to take credit for the sneaker craze that's occurring in wrestling these days. Are we not going to bring up Shane O'Mac? The man had a fucking article in Complex. They did a they 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 recorded footage of him in his in his his footwear game. Not going to talk about Shane O'Mac. Not even going to talk about uh uh honestly John Cena. Remember Cena had the pumps. But the young bucks, it's 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 because of them. It's the sneaker craze. Right. Stupid, 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 stupid. Congratulations to Pat McAfee. Scored himself a one hundred and twenty million dollar four year deal with FanDuel. See, that's the shit that you that you look for. When you when you get into the game, when you get into the business, you look for that kind of shit, that kind of uh, of of deal, partnership and such. This is probably the biggest deal he's ever had in his career. Mind you, he played in the NFL as a kicker. So this this is what happens when you walk out, walk away from the game early, and you have aspirations to do other things. And sure enough, one hundred and twenty million for four years. Not including the chump change that he's getting from WWE. So, congratulations to him. Shit. Good lord. 91. That's awesome. Seems as though we have a new faction on the horizon. Uh, EC3, if you guys have been following him, he's been taking his faction in Ring of Honor as well as across the indies. Control your narrative. Um, put together some elite individuals in there. You have um, formerly Braun Strowman. You have Adam Shear, the Titan. And now it seems as though that they added Killer Cross to the mix. That's actually a really good fucking look right there. I I have I must admit, I'm interested to see how that's going to be uh, how that's going to be a stable and where they're going to be at. Very interested in that. Do you understand me, heifer? Gargano says that in the recent uh, uh, angle that was going on in NXT, remember doing Halloween Havoc and such, that they had the, the ghost face running around, and it was revealed to be Austin Theory. Seems as though that that wasn't really the initial uh, individual who was going to be underneath the mask. Turns out it was going to be David Arquette. Looks as though that they were trying to tie in the whole Scream, Halloween um, stories and such. Plus also Arquette being a, you know, wrestling fan and wrestling and such. Former WCW champion. Why not have him have a little fun in NXT? I don't think that would have been a bad thing. I actually thought that would have probably been pretty fun. 
I, I thought that would have been a cool thing. I know there was some talks about it. There were there were fans that were rumbling about it. I assumed that, but yeah, that, I I didn't think that was going to be a bad thing. You know what? You know what? You just made the list. Uh, out in New Japan, Shibata has made an announcement that he'll be returning to wrestling in Wrestle Kingdom come this January. Shibata, who's been out for some time due to a horrendous injury, has been making his way slowly but surely on a road recovery. Uh, not too long ago, he was in a ring for an impromptu five-minute exhibition. And looks like he's ready to make his way back to wrestling full-time. So good luck with him, and I hope safe travels and he does not re-injure himself badly as he did before it was nasty neck and all that Ooh, it was fucked up your face looks like my nuts except you got a hairier bush <laughs> uh, Brody King signs with the a- with AEW looks like the vignettes that was being spoken during uh, this past week's AEW was leading to Brody King being a part of Malachi's Black, Malachi's Black Faction Makes perfect sense. Beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful uh, connection. I love to see it. I want to see more, more on what what can happen there. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm hoping that they have enough time to do a lot of shit because there's um there's 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 a lot of people on that roster, man. I'm hoping that everything fucking works out. That everybody could get some work. So, um, I forgot I had that. Uh, Ryback makes a comment on social media and due to due, doing part of a promo that was made in MJF referring to uh, CM Punk as their version of Ryback. Yikes. That was a burn. Um. Ryback was none too pleased about the comment and pretty much called them both losers and um, said as though that, um, well, let's just say he wasn't happy. (laughs) Uh, As per comicbook.com, he says, thanks for the shout out, MJF. Now you have a big chance at being an enhancement talent working with an underwhelming opponent. Hashtag feed me more. For a guy who uh, pretty much does not look like mm, he's going to get work anywhere outside of indie work. You ain't even half a dog. You just a little piece of shih tzu. Sammy Guevara and his fiance have broken up. So sad. So sad. This is a this is the the woman in which he proposed to live on TV. Proposals and marriages don't seem to work in wrestling when you make it a part of uh and, and not an angle but you know part of the show. Uh seems as though both of them came to an applicable uh separation but there is talk in which during the rumor mills and through social media that maybe Sammy will see it take Conti on the side (laughs) 
I'm not I, I, I'm not gonna say anything ill of the woman who just got her heart broken. I'm not gonna say it. Only thing I can say is that making a little bit of money now, uh, you know, maybe they seeing that the grass is a little bit greener somewhere else. Mm. It's unfortunate, but yeah. So um hopefully these two uh find love in different ways or if not I mean, you know be honest i really don't give a shit <laughs> seriously feel like i'm watching one of my movies because this whole damn thing sucks and before we get to the main event i want to talk about the brand new makes a comment oh by the way with the whole ty Conti thing she actually had to close down her fucking twitter because of this because people were harassing her are we serious what the fuck are we doing here uh speaking of twitter brandy uh remarks to a follower who made a comment about her wrestling and her wrestling skills and pretty much brandy did the old seth rollins mentioning the fact that you know my bank account says more about that you know your flex is corny this is why nobody likes you people just want you to go away it's it's tacky tacky and this is what i talk about early on about criticism people cannot take criticism like I said earlier, somebody made a comment, like I said, about when I did, did the podcast for QF, and they said, you know, sound a little drunk. No problem. I'll fix it. I'm not going to sit there and bitch about it. It's just it is what it is, and especially if I'm doing it for a program or somebody's show or uh, all you got to say, duly noted. That's all you have to say is duly noted. Thanks for, thanks for, your, um, thanks for your comment. Then somebody's sitting there going, oh, well, you know, um, she could say, you know, what she feels because, you know, it's all, and then it, I, I'm not really, I, you know, I hate when you bring race into some shit like this. Race ain't got nothing to do with it. If you trash, you trash. Honestly, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Uh, as per wrestlingnews.co, uh, Brandy Rules didn't take lightly to a fan who questioned her wrestling ability on Twitter. The chief brand officer who worked the first match over a year last week. Episode AW Dark, where she scored a submission win over Angelica Risk at the a, the Dark tapings. The match was been widely criticized online, and the fans took the social media platform to give their thoughts on the match. Well, Melinda, my work cannot sh- uh, my, my 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 excuse me. Well, Melinda, my bank account sure thinks I am, so I I'm gonna take the cash over your tweet. So no hard feelings. Really? See, this is why you corny. And it's not even you trying to be a heel. This is you being an ass. And of course, people were saying, oh, you know, if you've never taken a bump before, then you should never even make comment about that. Well, if you never fucking never was on stage or acted in front of a camera and got paid for it, then you shouldn't criticize any movie that you watch. If you're going to talk about technique, uh, uh, um, how to you know move around in the ring and such like oh you, you know you, you're supposed to move your arm this way this way that's one thing like stop being an ass you're not an instructor you're not a uh, you never that I understand but if I'm watching you and I go wow you look like shit then take what the fuck the 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 opinion of you is just like an actor when you're like wow. I could not believe that you were sad in that moment. You look like shit. 
You sound like shit. Take it for what it what it is. Now, I'm not going to, you know, you don't sit there and tell an actor, well, the way you become method is by doing this. This is a breathing technique. that you. If you've never done that, I understand that, you know, shut the fuck up. But as for visually what you look like when you wrestle and you look horrible, yeah, you look like shit. But your only flex is, oh, my bank account's better. Bitch, your bank account look whack if your husband wasn't fucking Cody Rhodes. Shut up. You sound corny with that. And this is why nobody likes you. You or your husband. Jesus. I I am the best in the world at what I do. Almost forgot to mention. So this past weekend, we had an incident in, I believe it was in Houston, Texas, where an event occurred and a referee was cut open really really bad so bad that they had to shave his head and and close up arteries this occurred in a match which uh had uh, carlito in it and the wrestler in question which they were talking about was hannibal now I didn't know who Hannibal was when I first read it. I thought it was just this regular fucking wrestler, some guy or whatever the case may be. I was like, all right, um, maybe some indie fucking guy that's coming up or whatever. But when I read the article, he's a fucking lame podcaster who does wrestling shows and uh, does a wrestling podcast and wants to get into business so bad but apparently it said that he can't wrestle because he has a blood disorder or some shit, but yet his gimmick is about blood. I don't know what the fuck, but he, I remember they would do um like wrestling Inc and other uh, 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 websites would run his interviews or, or, or like uh, comments on his interviews, like, you know, little snippets of shit. And even they were, kind of turned off by him because he didn't seem like he knew what the fuck he was talking about. So I ended up listening to some of his, his um YouTube episodes and shit. And I was like, wow, this guy's a fucking jack off. It actually made me think about possibly doing something. This was a couple of years ago, a few years ago, but I was like, damn, this, I didn't know it was this guy. I didn't, I didn't know it was him. So finally, uh, police were called. Apparently there was no, 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 no charges pressed. And it seems as though that um, he made a statement claiming that because he had the mask on, he couldn't see where to gig properly. The guy, the referee actually gigged himself and didn't do it properly. Then a spike, which is dull. It's not really a fucking like it's not sharp. The It's basically like a spike where you nail down uh tense or something they're not really sharp it's just you know the pointed but not really that any case he took it to the guy's head way too deep and then uh was choking the guy out there's also rumors and reports that the that, that hannibal was uh, intoxicated or under the influence of something and even before the match occurred um the referees told Carlito Pryor, listen, 
we're gonna run through this. This this, this is we gotta move this along because he 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 doesn't look like he can go. So um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that this guy's a fucking asshole. Now many people are believing that this is a work. If this is a work, this is probably the greatest work in 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 in, in wrestling history. It's so great that it's it's stupid as fuck. The guy had to take. He had to get uh, I believe it was like two or three liters of of a blood transfusion, and like I said, the gash was bad. It was awful. I don't know, man. This is this is one of those that I'm like. This is why I I say that a lot of motherfuckers should not be in the business. A lot of types of wrestling should not occur with certain people, and people need to 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 stay away if you're not built for this shit. Hey, listen, I could talk about it, but doesn't mean that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in the fucking ring and be about it because I know me. I ain't going to do the shit. I'm, I'm not taking a bump. I would like to be part of like one, t- but to be a wrestler? No, fuck out of here. Now everybody's built for that shit. Cut it out. Uh, so people are... In an uproar for this week's main event because seems as though that many, many were speculating that Kevin Owens will be leaving to AAW. I had some thoughts about that. I believe that that could have occurred. I really believe that there was an outside shot, not even an outside shot. I can't even say that because it, 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 it could have been 50-50 what it was, but I really think that he saw the situation. He talked it. He talked. He spoke it over with his family, and they gave him hella money, a boatload of money. And he said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna stay." But you know, and here's here's the reasoning of for this as well. You think about it. The way WWE's been releasing people, take the money, and then. If it comes to the, to the point where you get released and you go, hell, then AEW is there for you, right? Not, they're gonna, they're not like they're going to uh, um, tell you no. Or if, or if you, oh, no, you know, you didn't take our, our you didn't take our, our first offer. It's like, bro, it's business. So, uh, you know, everybody's thinking about the Mount Rushmore and such. I still believe that he spoke it over because, uh, you know, his son is very, he and his son is very close. His his oldest, and I think he had a conversation with his son, and was like, "Yeah, um, that is better if you stay. He's comfortable there. Now you make a shit ton of money. Um, probably work out where you have a little. You, you get. He's already got a little bit more flex than other people when it comes to doing his promos, his ring work. I mean, this guy lays his body on the fucking line. This is this guy was throwing himself everywhere on top of everything." When when he had fucking no one there in the arena, like that was awesome. Remember WrestleMania, he was still killing himself out there. So why would he not say fuck it, take the money, take some spots, maybe you get a push in there, still work with his people. Sammy might stay now, still work with his friends. You know, it could be it could be a a a. Positive upswing with a guy like him staying 
on on the roster. But I know just people are just upset. It's like, oh, he's an idiot. He should have said. I want to know if y'all motherfuckers would have walked away from almost $3 million a year. I'll wait. $3 million a year. Tony wasn't paying that. They're not, they're not going to pay that. And nowadays, these wrestlers are making hell of a lot of money. And compared to what WWE's offering to AEW, mm, mm, yeah. No. I think, I think, and, and he gets his, he gets his time off. He's still close to home. He doesn't have the real strenuous work schedule like everybody else does. He's in the middle of a nice program. Probably get a little bit more time. I mean, why not? Shit. I probably would have. And like I said, the option would have be that, you know, down the line, uh, future endeavor, no problem. I'll sit down for 90 days and collect that last check or whatever you owe me. And then I could go wrestle somewhere else if I want to. Let's be honest here. Seriously. When we come back, we have Around the Square Circle where we talk about what we watched, what we listened to, what we partook in, and uh, the other happenings in wrestling this past week. So, guys, don't go anywhere. Stick around. Check you guys. It's coming to the closing of the year, ladies and gentlemen, and that means the Tabby Awards are coming your way. 2021 has been a year of highs, lows, and... Eh, mainly lows for me, I guess, whatever, when it comes to the wrestling. But still in all, we want to celebrate and award those who have done well in wrestling this past year. So Turnbuckle Tabloid presents the 2021 Tabbies. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group page where you can be a part of the award ceremony. Polls will be put up. It'll be up to you guys to vote and register who will be the top three nominees in each category, such as male wrestler of the year, female wrestler of the year, tag team of the year, faction of the year, great greatest match of all time. Well, you know what I mean. So forth and so forth. So make sure you check us out on the Turbuckle Tabloid like and group page for our postings of the polls for this year's 2021 Tabby Awards. This is Mr. 619 Rey Mysterio. And when I'm not doing lucha things like making lucha breakfast or drinking lucha Gatorade, I whiff my song Dominic winning the tag team championship with my song. And I'm listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. Cloud 9. 
I'm I right now I'm, I'm winning in all my leagues substantially. Like I'm just I'm, I'm uh, you don't understand. I've been playing fantasy football for I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six years? No, no longer. I've been 2013, eight years I've been playing. And every year, the highest that I've ever finished was maybe fifth. And it was always badly that I went out, horribly. Like, I, I went out in the playoffs in a, in a blaze of glory. But every other time, and, and I, probably finished, I probably finished fifth maybe. And, I'm, and mind you, I, I play multiple leagues every year. It seems like I add a league every year. I, I'm in three leagues this year. In the previous year, uh, I think starting from 2019, I've been in three leagues. So, <clears throat> I um, I've I've, I've finished higher than fifth, but every other year it's like eighth, ninth, twelfth. Never anything with sub sub uh, sub substance. So this year I'm in the playoffs, strong, strong. My team. My teams look strong, except for one. One was a little bit effy, but but so far, playoff wise, I'm looking dominant. I'm just so excited, I, I especially my money league. I can't wait. Uh, God, this is insane. Uh, around the square circle, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about the big match this week, but before we get into that. I want to talk about what I watch, what I listen to, what I partook in, and such. I want to first talk about, like I mentioned earlier, I went to Outlaw Wrestling this past week uh, here in Queens, New York. Well, it's borderline. It's like Queens, Brooklyn. Basically, once you cross a certain street, you're in Brooklyn, you're in Queens, whatever. So, um, but it's starting going to the show a little more lately, since especially when they're close by. They're, they're not too far from me. It's actually a 10-minute walk. It's a good venue. It's a bar, a bar wrestling place. Good venue, uh, run by Bull James. You guys know who uh, Bull James is, and um, really, very uh, the 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 environment I mentioned earlier is a real cool vibe, very um, hipster, but also you could tell that uh, they have some um, they have some uh, a strong fan base. Uh, shout out to our guys from A Shot of Wrestling. Showing much love there, Mike and, and the crew. Uh, we were there hanging out, doing and doing some things, getting some drinks. Shout out to the boy Homicide, the Outlaw Wrestling Champ. He squared up against uh, Rhino on the night, had a really good match. While I was able to also see the the Ascension up close and personal, had a conversation with Connor and Victor. And Jesus, my lord, fucking Connor is a, a humongous man of a man didn't even you never really realize how that rhino too like rhino's back looks like a like a screen from a drive-in theater it's fucking whitish like a horizon it's just shit um got to see anthony gangone shout out to gangone he was uh uh if you guys didn't know he did a he had a match at dark elevation this past week shout out to him I have a conversation with him and uh, also shout out to Smooth Blackman. He was in the building saying, what's up? Checking in. 
showing people some love. That's what I like about when you have a wrestling environment, especially wrestlers and such. They come by, they say what's up to other wrestlers. They say, you know, to check in with the crew and such. So um, that's what I like. I like I like to see that, that uh, showing love to each other, support and such. But all in all, if you guys in the New York City area, check out the guys at Outlaw Wrestling. I have a good time and the fucking beers are amazing. I, I I have to wholeheartedly say, I, I I don't need anything else. They, I know they they serve all the drinks, shots, or whatever. Cause I don't need anything else. The beers are fucking amazing. That's it for me. That's that's that'll get me over. Uh, what did I listen to? Oh, of course, listen to Cornette this week. Uh, Corny, of course, had his opinions about said uh, matches this week, as well as. Um, the AEW ratings, why things are struggling, what's the, the problem at that end. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe that they've shot their load when they've come with the whole CM Punk thing and the Brian Danielson uh, um, spots. You get the um, you get the feeling that once you have them come out early, the ratings go down. Uh, Brian last made a good uh, he made a good note to say that. Back in the Attitude Era days, they would always tease an appearance of The Rock or Stone Cold. They'll just keep saying it, saying it, saying it until they finally come up. Stone Cold is uh, nowhere to be seen in the building, but uh, we hear that he'll be here. And soon enough, uh, we'll come back to WWE and uh, hopefully we'll get to speak to Stone Cold. And it'll drag and it'll drag. And then finally, you'll get the boom, the pop will happen. And that's when the ratings will go up. I think once you shoot your load and have Punk on early, you try to captivate that audience quick. But then you see the decline. They start off at 900 something and then they ended, you know, in the lower 800s and you're averaging about 820, 830 in ratings and, and, and viewership. Now, uh, there was a post recently about, and this is from JD, or JD from MNY. <sighs> this guy's a fucking idiot. So, um, WWE has uh, uh, released on a WWE shop the Roman Reigns t-shirt, which is moving the needle now because he's a needle mover, I guess. Right. Meaning that the ratings go up and, you know, people view when he when he when he comes on. I'm not sure if I would wear that shirt. I'm more of the uh, head of the table, tribal chief, that kind of shit. I like that, those shirts. But the needle mover one is like, eh, maybe, maybe not. If it was just like needle mover without his name on it, then yeah, I would put that because, you know, I say it's me because of the podcast. Any case, JD paraphrasing made a mention saying that someone needs to tell Roman that the ratings for Raw and SmackDown are down, blah, blah, blah. It's case again. I did my research. Raw averages on a Friday night, a Friday night, Raw averages on a Friday night, 2.1 to 2.2 million a week. And I'm talking about for the whole year. This is what it was for the whole year. Now, Raw ratings is down at about one, you know, one, one, two, one, three, whatever keys uh, around that time, around, around that, that, those numbers of viewerships. But, SmackDown, which is the show in which he's on, that Roman is on. And once again, you see Roman in the beginning, 
sometimes they'll sprinkle him here and there during the show, and then he'll close out the show. Keeps the keeps keeps the needle moving, right? But somebody told JD that um they draw numbers. I don't know what he's talking about. You can say what you want about Raw, but SmackDown, where Roman is on? Yeah. We also get, uh, this week I was able to watch, uh, finally got to finish watching the uh, OSW review of the Blade Runners on Nitro. Fucking hilarious. It was funny because I started watching it. Then when I went to go watch, uh, to, to rewatch it, not rewatch it, but uh, finish watching it. They took it down. I guess they had a uh, a strike or something, but they was able to put it back up. So, um, yeah, old school wrestling guys, take a listen. It's fucking hilarious. It's it's it's, it's, it's I I'm, I love how it's done. It's a great show on YouTube. Eighty three weeks. Um, Eric was uh, discussing the the Jeff Hardy situation, and since he has somewhat of a relationship uh, business-wise or even uh, outside the ring with him. He's a little bit more involved with what should happen to him. Now, uh, Conrad is just like, oh, whoever, wherever you want to do is fine with me. It's like, uh, as long as he's happy with uh, his life, if you want to get back, if you want to stay around. Eric was like, no, he needs to stay the fuck away from wrestling. I kind of, I, I, I'm on that fence. I'm, I'm on, I mean, I'm on, uh, I'm on that, that, that wagon too. Like, I think he should stay away from wrestling, at least from now. Because I don't know if it's the rigors of the road or the, the rigors of, of being around other people, uh, uh, the influences or the um, the toll is taken on his body. I really don't think he should be around wrestling. I think he should stay home, relax with his family. And I know that a lot of times people say they start going crazy. Like Ric Flair always had this thing like he couldn't stay home for more than a day. Some motherfuckers can't be family, man. But I, I, I think this might be different. I think he might need to stay home. I mentioned this in a previous episode, and um, Bischoff agreed with it. Uh, listen to oral sessions this past week with Renee and uh, Hangman Page was on there. Uh, interesting conversation at him. Uh, Hangman was discussing his uh, his early stages right now, fatherhood. How's it going for him? I can relate immensely when I, when when Sully was born. Uh, he's actually related to the, the the ad guy who came up with the phrase Virginia's for lovers. Interesting. Uh, somewhat of a graphic designer. He helps to design his own outfits and gear. Was a teacher. Was very interesting. I heard stories of it, but uh, he, he, he spoke a little bit more about it. And uh, he actually went to school for film, but doesn't really watch movies. He's not really much of a movie buff. Interesting. MLW this week watched the LA Park versus Homicide. I told Homicide I had to watch the match. It, 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 that that was a plus, and I would I would have messaged him and tell him that he got his ass whipped. But it was actually a really really good match between uh, LA Park and Homicide. Also, uh, Tajiri had uh, title defense in Japan in all Japan. Um, that's a it's a great match to watch. You should guys check it out as well. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it on that end. From here on out, we'll go into what happened during the week. Mm. 
All right, so Raw opens up with uh, Bobby Lashley and MVP. MVP demanded that Lashley be added to the championship match for day one. Owens comes out, uh, said that he and both, uh, he and Seth worked hard to get their championship spot. And uh, Lashley hasn't earned shit. Well, he didn't say that, but, you know, should have said it. Rollins then came out and said both Lashley and Owens shouldn't be in his WWE title match. This is when Lashley said that uh, if they don't like it, they should get in the ring and do something about it. This is when Big E comes out and reminded everyone that uh, he beat Lashley to become the champion and he beat Owens in the steel cage match. And he has no uh, uh, problem beating him again. So then Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville come out and they uh, set up Lashley with um, some sort of a gauntlet. So if uh, he beats Biggie, Rollins, and Owens in the in three different matches of the night, he'll be added to the championship match. Then we get Otis defeating Riddle after the match. Randy Orton, RKO, Gable. Then laid out on us. Next up, we get Dewdrop going up against Bianca Belair. Dewdrop is so over. The fucking fan base is on it. They love her. I, I, I've i loved her since from the moment she... I've seen her in... Uh, it was the Mae Young Classic. I was, a, I was a fan of hers. But now I'm, I'm happy to see that the fan base is getting with her, even though that, um, you know, she's supposed to be here. Bianca goes over for the win. A do drop attacks Bianca after the match. Olympic gold medalist and future WWE star Gabe uh, Gable Stevenson uh, was ringside and uh, was greeted by Bobby Lashley and MVP. Are we seeing a recruitment to the Hurt Business? Bobby Lashley and Kevin Owens square up, and this uh, this was a, a good match and a smart ending as well. I was a fan of the ending. Uh, Lashley wins, but before, well, as soon as he was put in a submission hole, Owens tap because basically he's saying I'm not gonna f- get hurt before my big title match. So, all right, fine. You can take the win now. We're good. Uh, that was before he was able to be uh, locked into the hurt lock. So uh, Seth complained to Sonya about it, and he says that Owens wasn't even trying. Then we get the Royal Women's Champion Becky Lynch bragging about her win against Liv Morgan last week. Becky was not happy with the fans, saying that the, the fans turned on her. For Liv, and then uh, Liv came out and said that Becky's the only person that uh, that doubts her, and she called out for cheating last week because that's what she's doing these days. She's cheating. I love this because they're doing everything in their power to have Becky as full heel, but the fans ain't fucking with it. They're not. Although they love Liv, they're not gonna fuck with Becky being heel. They're really not. So Liv challenged Becky to a title match at day one. Uh, Becky said that Liv could have used a trick to win last week, but as usual, she did nothing. Then this is when Morgan ran into the ring to brawl with Ricky uh, with Becky. Uh, Becky trapped Liv's arm in the steel ring steps and then injured her. 
Still, fans fans are still not going to turn. Uh, backstage, AZ said that he wants to see almost succeed. Almost did approach AJ and said that they're good. And AJ isn't um, going to be giving up on the tag team. Then we have the 24-7 title bullshit. Uh, Dana Brooke and Reggie were hanging out outside. And then R-Truth and uh, Akira Tozawa tried to run up on them for the title. But Reggie stood up to them. Tamina also showed up. But Dana fought her off and ran off with the title. Then we get Finn Balor and Damian Priest going head-to-head with uh, Ziggler and Robert Roode, the Dirty Dogs. Underrated tag team. I'm really, I, I really would like to see more of these guys. They're doing so much uh, put-over work on Raw. I like the tandem. I've always been a fan of Roode and, and Ziggler together. And um, we get Ziggler and Roode to get the win. Uh, because Austin Theory was distracted by Balor. Then afterwards, Theory, he, of course, took out his camera and was taking care, um, taking selfies with um, Finn, who was on the floor. We get Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega. And I so, like, I'm mad because, like, I, I really do love Rhea Ripley, but there's nothing really going on outside of the Becky Lynch and fucking, uh, Liv Morgan feud. This is not. This is not entertaining. What's going on with with Rhea right now? She needs to be elevated somehow. Then we get the next batch, which is Bobby Lashley going up against Rollins. Uh, Rollins wins by DQ because uh, Kevin Owens attacked Rollins, which causes DQ. So Rollins wins and Lashley doesn't get added to the WWE match. You see, this is fun storyline. I like the storyline. I like the, the the building. I like the 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 uh, the twisting of how the four are supposedly not supposedly being a match. The 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 way around it to help. Owens get over without having all these guys involved in it. I I'm I'm I, I love it. I love it. This is part this is old school kind of uh storytelling. Uh however um Adam Pierce comes out and restarted the match and said it'll be a no DQ match and finally Lashley defeats Rollins. Once again we get uh Vince McMahon on Raw, he's showing more of it, more of his face. I, I really would believe that the numbers decrease when he's on. I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, he's talking to Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz. Also, Theory bragged about uh, taking selfies with uh, Finn on the floor. And uh, Vince said he wasn't impressed with him. Something interesting is going on with this Austin Theory thing. Vince also made it pretty clear that he and Austin Theory... Are- they aren't friends. On Miss TV, Miss said that he wants to be inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2022. And uh, they raised for a toast. And uh, their toast is to basically be plan on retiring Edge. Edge came out, said he's going to teach uh, Miz a lesson on day one, which is the pay-per-view. Then uh, Miz attacked Edge. Edge hit the DDT. And he went for the spear. But... Uh, 
Miz threw Maurice in the middle. Edge uh, stepped out the way, and Miz kicked uh, Edge in the face. And that's when he hit a skull-crushing finale. Finally, we get Bobby Lashley and Big E in a no-DQ match. Seth Rollins and Owens tried to interfere in the match to attack Lashley. Big E went to put uh, Owens through a table on the outside while Lashley speared Rollins through the table, setting up the ring. MVP then attacked Big E and Lashley took advantage and to this defeat, Big E uh, was then um, dethroned by Lashley who was now added to the match at day one, which will be the fatal four-way. So that is going to wrap up Raw. gonna go through nxt quickly cameron grimes defeats duke hudson in a no holds barred match and then um duke hudson got his wig off so we can see what his bald head looks like grayson waller attack celebra- uh, uh celebrated attacking johnny gargano and uh ivy now defeated amari miller rich holland no oh, excuse me not even rich holland it's harland so formerly um Mr. Bordeaux defeats uh, Guru Raj. And we get Riddle and MSK. The stupid vignette thing going on. Cora Jade defeats Dakota Kai. Which, by the way, did anybody hear the Cora Jade situation with um with Darby, uh, Darby Allen? Darby makes a mention about Cora Jade on some you know slick shit on the side. Talking about um, skateboarding is not part of my gimmick. It's part of my life. And um, Carter J. J says um, that abusing a woman is not part of a gimmick; it's part of someone's life. Like it was some shit like that. It there was shade going back and forth. Interesting, interesting conversation. Tony D'Angelo defeats Andre Chase. Braun Breaker told Grayson Waller that uh, he needs to leave his locker room as he's not welcome there anymore. Other wrestlers agree, and Wallace said that that's okay because real superstars have their own locker room. Uh, Boa defeats Edris Andre uh, Andolf. Who are these people, I swear? And then Harlan threw Brian Kendrick down a flight of stairs. Jacket Time defeats Grizzled Young Veterans again. These guys are always fucking losing. Then Grayson Waller attacks LA Knight. We get Braun Breaker in a NXT Cruiserweight Championship match with Roderick Strong. After the match, NXT champ Tommaso Ciampa came out and took out Braun. Ciampa told Braun that he may have won the battle at War Games, but the NXT title is a war. So, yeah, great show. I so don't give a shit about this fucking... I, maybe later on in time, I will find some... Uh, I guess moments with this show, but I, 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 I can't, I can't fucking deal with this shit. Honestly.
AEW Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen. Well, let's just get where we, let's get where we're getting at, aren't we? All righty. So, huh. we get the first match, which is Brian Danielson and, of course, uh, Hangman Page and um, Ufa, like. Okay, so Okay. Now I've always said that just because a match could go long doesn't mean that it's good. I've always said that. Because you know, there's many people who who have seen Iron Man matches and such and believe like, oh it's the greatest thing ever. It's it's fantastic and it's like uh, doesn't does doesn't doesn't mean anything. Of course, you see the marathons that go on with Okada and Omega. Um, probably Bret Hart and Shawn was probably one of the most boringest fucking Iron Man matches you could ever see in, in the history of WWE wrestling. So it doesn't really mean just because you could go 60 minutes, do a Broadway, means that it's going to be good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this match was the exception. From beginning to end, for me, the match was smart, was logical. Brian Danielson sold this thing full heel, gave every ounce of this match everything it was to be to lift Hangman Page up. Hangman was frustrated because he hadn't been in the match since he won the the title. And this was a way to put him and elevate him. Everything from uh using the ropes to to break a um to break a move to the timing in which to slow down the pace of a match. I swear I didn't even realize that they were going deep. Until I looked and it was about the 40, 45 minute mark. And I was like, holy shit, this is going long. I'll tell you one thing, though. If I were any other wrestler that was having to work that night, it's like, fuck, I guess I'm not going to fucking be in this match, uh, any matches tonight. Shit. Takes a lot of balls to pull off a 60 minute Broadway and to open up the show with it. Yeah. Takes a lot of balls to do that. So I have to say. That of course Meltzer gave it five stars, but he couldn't give it anything more than that because God forbid if he gave it a five point five and equate it to Omega and Hangman. <sighs> Fucking ass kisser. Uh to me, this is another one of those um matches that should be up there for match of the year. Uh AEW has found a way to pull some out of their ass to do this. And um kudos to both these men. They actually he actually really did a one hell of a, a job in this match. Went to a time in the draw. That's what a 60-minute brawl is, ladies and gentlemen. Afterwards, after you um done went to the bathroom and shit, probably got a beer or whatever the case may be, you had Warlow and Matt, Matt, Matt Sadell uh, squaring up Warlow with the win. Uh, Spears told Warlow that MJF needs him to get uh, champagne so they can celebrate MJF's win later on. Hmm. Planting the seeds of someone's gonna someone's gonna get screwed over. Hmm. The super click challenge best friends to a match on Rampage. 
and threatened to super kick Trent's mother. Um, and Adam Cole announced that they'll also give a surprise to the Young Bucks next week on Dynamite. Malachi Black claimed that being in the House of Black will make you stronger. Malachi sprayed someone in the face with his black mist and told them, now you're more than just a king. Brody King, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, this is this is tag partner in um, PWG. So, Hikaru Shida and Serena D have a match and once again. I don't know why they. I, I guess they know that if you put these two women in a match together, I know they're supposed to still be having some kind of work going on, but I guess if they know that they can put these two women in a match together, it'll go over fine. There's no no issues in the fans about. It. And like I said, Deeb is fucking solid as fuck. So, her uh, Hikaru Shida gets the win here. You get Ty Conti uh, challenging Penelope Ford to a submission match on next week's ramp uh, on this week's rampage. Prior to the main event, MJF cut a promo on CM Punk and said the following: <laughs> "This is why Ryback was pissed. I didn't realize that you have an undefeated streak in a string. Uh, I didn't realize that having an undefeated streak in a string of underwhelming matches against an underwhelming opponent made you a championship material." I thought that just made you the new Ryback. Yikes. MJF defeats Dante Martin to win the, the Dynamite uh, Dynamite Ring. This is his third win. Uh, Ricky Starks distracted Dante during the match. FTR joined MJF to beat up Dante after the match, which led to Sting, Darby, and CM Punk making the save. Now we'll get a triple threat. Uh, sorry. A, a six-way tag next week. After that first match, it's going to be a long build-up to get something else going. So, um, I I would like to see how the ratings went after that shit. That could be that could be something to discuss. Friday Night Smackdown, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, uh, since someone said that Roman doesn't move the needles, I guess. Seems as uh, also that, uh, speaking of what I was mentioning earlier, that Sammy has re-signed with uh, WWE as well. So, um, listen, why not, right? Like I said, it's always... There's always the possibility of getting uh, released, right? Right. Opening up the show, Tony Storm and Sasha Banks defeats uh, Charlotte Flair and Shotzi. Tori picked up, uh, pinned Charlotte to pick up the win for her team. In the back says interview, Natalia was asked about the, uh, Zia Lee's debut from last week. She said that she's a Guinness, Bur- she's a Guinness World Record holder. While Zaya is a nobody. Natalia then went to send a warning to Zaya and uh, tell her not to stick her nose in people's business again. Or else she's going to need a protector. Viking Raiders and Jinder Mahal with Shanky. This is like a four minute squash, maybe less. Uh, the Viking The Viking Raiders win. Drew McIntyre was then attacked by Happy Corbin. 
Oh, sorry. Um, Drew McIntyre attacked Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss during Happy Talk so he could take back his sword. Can we can we cut this shit out? Can we stop this? I mean, honestly. Uh, while Paul Heyman was waiting for Roman to arrive, a car pulls up and Heyman begins to open a door for said person and it turns out to be Brock Lesnar. Lesnar asks if he's here for him. Heyman said he was waiting for Roman. And Lesnar turned to him and said, good luck with that. I'm telling you, Brock has become more of a charismatic person in people's eyes. I'm talking about you usually see him as this, you know, muscle-bound, non-speaking type. But I don't know. I, I think he's become a personality, and I think it's working for him. Sami Zayn approached Anna Pierce and Sony Deville. Zayn uh, says now he's looking uh, for... Um, for uh, uh, a title match, and he says that he's gonna bring in his lawyer, and then uh, Sammy says that he'll sue if he doesn't get a universal title match. This is when Pierce and uh, Deville say that uh, they will put him in a twelve man gauntlet match next week, and if he wins, he will get an intercontinental ta- championship match. Rich Holland defeats Cesaro in another quickly, quickly, quickly match. Naomi called out Sonya Deville for a match. Sonya came out, said that Naomi can't touch her as long as she's wearing a suit. That's what we're doing now. Sonya says she has an appointment for Naomi. And it's Shayna Baszler. We, she left Raw from doing shit to now go to SmackDown and not do shit. Now to be somebody's hitter. Can we get this woman a fucking title match? Shit. Shayna then attacked Naomi from behind and Sonya told the referee to start the match immediately. Naomi then was able to still defeat Shayna Baszler once she quickly um, pinned Shayna. Then we got a tag team match between the New Day and the Usos in which the New Day win. Uh, And to close out the show, Roman Reigns shows up finally and he tells the Chicago crowd to acknowledge him. Um, Say he doesn't like his cousins to lose, but they're family, and they can get through anything. But then he turns to roll, uh, to Paul Heyman, and he says, uh, Paul is a family by blood, though, and he asks if he can trust him. He said, you know about what happened with Brock Lesnar during SummerSlam? And uh, he then asks Heyman why he's protecting Brock. And... Heyman pretty much said, I'm not protecting Brock Lesnar from you. I'm protecting you from Brock Lesnar. Roman hugged the man, thanked him for his years of service with the family for 40 years, and then fired him. Then laid him out with a Superman punch. Kind of early for this, but I kind of like this because I want to see how this plays out leading up to day one. Roman was about to hit Heyman with the concerto, but then Brock Lesnar came out. Uh, F5, the Usos outside. Lesnar hits the ring. Roman attacks him with the steel chair, but Lesnar picks up Roman before he could get hit and F5s him. Lesnar then hits Roman with another F5 to end the show. This Roman and Brock Lesnar thing, I, I, I knew it would pick up, it would pick up some Steve, but it's actually picking up more. I'm telling you. This is why they're keeping these guys on SmackDown. They they know where the numbers are going to be drawn at. Honestly. 
AEW Rampage. Best friends at Super Click. In a match. Uh, match is all over the place. I gotta say, though, Trent looks really good, though. He looks like a fucking badass. He looks like uh, Baby Moxley. <laughs> he has that look going for him. Uh, best friends pull out the win here. After a bunch of hugs and shit. Dan Lambert said that Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes are screwing over Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky and accused Cody of playing favoritism to his friends and not people who need to be claimed and earning it in AEW. And uh, basically, AEW is turning into the late versions of the 90s, uh, the late 90s versions of WCW. Cody came out and went after Page and Sky, and then they beat him down. But then Dustin Rhodes and Sammy Guevara came out to even the odds. Why, Sammy? Why? Ty Conti defeats Penelope Porter in a uh, submission match. Then we get the announcement of the Owen Hart tournament, which will be a men's and women's tournament, and it will begin in May 2022. And the finals will take place in the same month of Double or Nothing. Martha Hart will appear in a pay-per-view for both winners of the Owens Cup. Britt Baker versus Rio will happen during the Battle of the Belts come January 8th. Then we get Daniel Garcia 2.0 and the Acclaim defeating Eddie Kingston, uh, the Lucha Bros, and Santana Ortiz. After the match, Jurassic Express came out and eyed the world titles against the Lucha Bros. So that's going to close out our Around the Square Circle. And before I let you guys go, of course, I have to say much love to everyone out there. Stay safe these upcoming days of the holidays are approaching us. Make sure you mask up, please. If you don't want to vaccinate, just mask up, um, social distance, you know, stay, you know, sanitize yourself, blah, blah, whatever. Um, also, uh, just the kind words for our people out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't be a dick. And um, for the holidays, if you see somebody who might need a handout or something like that, hook them up. We can't all be assholes all year, especially this time of season. You know, I know a lot of people love to do coat drives and toy drives and such, and it's a beautiful thing to do around this time. So please, if you have any any clothing, food, toys that you're not using or in need of or, or, or it's just sitting around in a closet or such, just do your thing as human. Like a human? And be kind to one another and donate. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Make sure you check us out on all the social media outlets. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Also, be sure you check us out on all podcasting outlets. Check us out at RageWorksNetwork.com as well as RageWorks.net. Guys, I'm out of here. We'll be back next uh, next episode coming in a couple of days. And um, as always, take a bump and ho, ho, ho. Laters. Turnbuckle tabloid. Three, two, one.
Turnbuckle tabloid.